Revelation chapter 5, the opening of the seven-sealed scroll. Verse 1, And I saw in the right hand of him who sat on the throne a scroll written inside and on the back, sealed with seven seals. These sheets are written on both the front and the back sides, then rolled up and sealed with a wax seal. If the wax seal was broken when they received it, the person to whom the scroll was sent would know if it was tempered with. Pontius Pilate actually used this method to seal Christ's tomb at the request of the chief priests and Pharisees. Matthew 27, verse 62 through 66 states, On the next day, which followed the day of preparation, the chief priests and Pharisees gathered together to Pilate, saying, Sir, we remember, while he was still alive, how that deceiver said, After three days I will rise. Therefore command that the tomb be made secure until the third day, otherwise his disciples may come by night and steal him away, and say to the people, He has risen from the dead, so the last deception will be worse than the first. Pilate said to them, You have a guard, go your way, make it as secure as you know how. So they went and made the tomb secure, sealing the stone and setting the guard. The seal that they sealed the stone with was the emperor's wax seal. Notice that once again the number seven, God's number of completeness is used. This scroll contains the total or complete judgment of the wrath of God to be poured out onto all the earth for their sin and disobedience towards God, which was the rejection of His Son, Jesus Christ, as Lord and Savior. The prophet Ezekiel also had a vision of a heavenly scroll. In Ezekiel chapter 2, verses 9 and 10, he says, Then I looked, and I saw a hand stretched out to me, in it was a scroll, which he unrolled before me. On both sides of it were written words of lament and mourning and woe. Whenever you see the word woe in the scriptures, it is to be taken very seriously. It means there's, about, there's great trouble about to happen. Great lamenting is going to take place and mourning and sorrow. Uh, it is not going to be pleasant. Chapter 5, verse 2 and 3. Then I saw a strong angel proclaiming with a loud voice, Who is worthy to open the scroll and to loose its seals? And no one in heaven or on earth or under the earth was able to open the scroll or to look at it. John makes it a point of specifying that this was a strong angel very possibly the strongest angel in heaven. Yet, this angel was not able to even look at the scroll, let alone tear the seals open. The call goes out throughout the universe if anyone is capable of opening the scroll. Yet, no one throughout the heavens, the earth, or under the earth was worthy to open the scroll or even able to look upon it 
because this scroll was being held in the right hand of Almighty God. This book, with its seven seals, is perfect judgment from a perfect God. There is no error in his judgment, and therefore there is no room for dispute. In the Greek language, no man is uden, and literally means not even one, man, woman, or thing, none, nobody, and nothing. So nothing, nobody, there is nobody that is worthy and can open this scroll. Revelation 5, 4. So I wept much because no one was found worthy to open and read the scroll or to even look at it. This is not your ordinary kind of weeping. John was in total agony that no one, not even one person in the entire universe, could open the scroll. In John chapter 11, verse 35, it says, Jesus wept. In this verse, wept in Greek is dekru, and means to weep or shed tears silently. But in Revelation 5, 4, wept in the Greek is klyol, and means to sob and wail aloud. Revelation 5, 5. But one of the elders said to me, Do not weep. Behold, the lion of the tribe of Judah, the root of David, has prevailed to open the scroll and to loose its seven seals. The elder says to John, Behold, the lion. But to John's surprise, when he looks up, instead of a lion, he sees the lamb. This shows Christ as both the humble servant, the lamb, and the king of kings, the lion. Genesis 49.10 says, The scepter will not depart from Judah, nor the ruler's staff from between his feet, until Jesus comes, to whom it belongs, and the obedience of the nations is his. And the Micah chapter 5 verse 2 says, But you, Bethlehem, Ephrata, though you be little among the thousands of Judah, yet out of you shall he come forth unto me that is to be ruler in Israel, whose goings forth have been from of old, from everlasting. Jesus is also known as the root of David. Jeremiah 23 verse 5 and 6 says, The days are coming, declares the Lord, when I will raise up to David a righteous branch, a king who will reign wisely and do what is just and right in the land. In his days Judah will be saved and Israel will live in safety. This is the name by which he will be called, the Lord our Righteousness. Revelation 5.6 And I looked, and behold, in the middle of the throne and of the four living creatures, in the middle of the elders stood a lamb, as though it had been slain, having seven horns and seven eyes, 
which are the seven spirits of God sent out into all the earth. The seven spirits of God from Revelation 4-5 reveals God's perfect character and perfect personality through Jesus Christ. Jesus had prevailed to open the book. Prevail is from the same Greek word translated overcome in Revelation chapter 2 and 3. Nikael. Jesus, called the lamb in Greek, is Arnion and means a male lamb. Isaiah 53.7 says, he was, opposed, uh, he was oppressed and afflicted, yet he did not open his mouth. He was led like a lamb to the slaughter, and as a sheep before his shearers is silent. So he did not open his mouth. 1 Peter 1.19 says, But with the precious blood of Christ, a lamb without blemish or defect. In Hebrew, the horns from this verse is called kiren, and they are symbols of power and authority. Jesus has absolute power and authority over everything and everybody. Matthew 28:18 says, Jesus said to his disciples after he rose from the dead, All power is given unto me in heaven and in earth. And the eyes in this verse signify insight, comprehension, and watchfulness. The Greek word is ophthalmos and means vision. Jesus has total vision. He sees everything at all times, past, present, and future. Nothing escapes Christ's vision. There is nothing we do that is secret from God. You may be able to hide things from your fellow man, but you, no matter what you do, no matter how much you think it's in secret and nobody sees it, God sees it all. The seven spirits of God symbolize God complete, the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. The seven spirits of God are mentioned in Isaiah 11:2, the spirit of the Lord, the spirit of wisdom, the spirit of understanding, the spirit of counsel, the spirit of might, the spirit of knowledge, and the spirit of the fear of the Lord. John 4.24 says, God is a spirit, and we worship him in spirit and in truth. The Greek word for spirit used here is pneuma, and means divine God. Revelation 5 verses 7 and 8. Then he came and took the scroll out of the right hand of him who sat on the throne. Now when he had taken the scroll, the four living creatures and the twenty-four elders fell down before the Lamb, each having a harp and golden bowls full of incense, which are the prayers of the saints. Jesus, the only one who is worthy, takes the book from his Father. Jesus is part of the triune guard. God not only created us, but is the only one who died for the redemption of our sins. Therefore, he is the only one worthy to judge the earth, which rejected him by opening the seals of the scroll. 
As soon as Jesus takes the scroll out of his father's hand, the four living creatures in the midst of the throne and the 24 elders bow before the lamb to worship him. Each elder has a harp, and even more importantly, each has a bowl filled with the prayers of all the saints, which have gone up to the Lord over the centuries. The prayers of the saints are so precious to God that they are put into golden bowls, accompanied with the smell of beautiful sweet incense to be presented to our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Psalms 141.2 says, King David prayed to the Lord, Let my prayer be set forth before thee as incense. Revelation 5.9 And they sang a new song, saying, You are worthy to take the scroll and to open its seals. For you were slain and have redeemed us to God by your blood. Out of every tribe, tongue, people, and nation. No one particular nation, color, race, language, or religion has exclusive access to Jesus Christ. Anyone who believes Jesus Christ is the Son of God, is a member of the Trinity, became man, was born of a virgin, died on the cross for our sins, and rose again from the dead so that we may have everlasting life and repents of their sins, can be sure they will go to heaven. Revelation 5.10 And has made us kings and priests to our God, and we shall reign on the earth. We will come back to this earth with Christ to rule and reign with him at the end of the seven-year Great Tribulation. Some of us will be priests, some of us kings, serving with the Lord during the millennium. Revelation 26 says, Blessed and holy is he who has part in the first resurrection. Over such the second death has no power, but they shall be priests of God and of Christ and shall reign with him a thousand years. There are two different types of resurrections spoken of in Revelation. We, or believers, all believers, will be in the first resurrection. That is the resurrection you want to be in. That is the resurrection to life, and death has no power over us. The second resurrection, which is called the white throne, judgment, is for unbelievers those that fail to believe in Jesus Christ and what he did for us. You do not want to be in that resurrection. Revelation 5, verses 11 and 12. Then I looked, and I heard the voice of many angels around the throne, the living creatures and the elders, and the number of them was ten thousand times ten thousands and thousands of thousands, saying with a loud voice, Worthy is the Lamb who was slain to receive power and riches and wisdom and strength and honor and glory and blessing. We can only try and visualize in our heads what this scene must have looked like to John. Up to this point, all his focus was on the splendor of the throne. Now he is starting to focus on other things going on around him. 
He is mesmerized. He looks beyond the throne and is taken aback by the thousands upon thousands, legions upon legions of angels worshiping and praising Jesus in total harmony. Revelation 5.13 And every creature which is in heaven and on the earth and under the earth and those that are in the sea and all that are in them I heard saying, Blessing and honor and glory and power be to him who sits on the throne and to the Lamb forever and ever. John must have been overwhelmed by everything that he saw and heard around him. As I imagine each and every one of us will be when we are there in the very presence of God Almighty. The sound will be deafening to hear to hear everyone in heaven and on earth, under the earth and in the sea shouting out their praises to the Lord together at one time. Revelation 5 verse 14. Then the four living creatures said, Amen. And the twenty-four elders fell down and worshipped him who lives forever and ever. The four beasts say, Amen. And the entire redeemed church, represented by the twenty-four elders, fall down and worship Jesus. Amen and hallelujah. I can't wait to be there with John in front of the throne of the Almighty God being able to praise him and worship him with everyone else. I can't wait to see what John has seen of the throne of God and the entire heavenly host. It will be unbelievable. <laughs>